to talk into the microphone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, talk mm-hmm. normal, volume, okay? Don't yell, don't these, whisper. What are those two things on the top? Microphones. No, we're not going to use. Welcome to Catholicism with my kid. I'm Kyle Hyman. And I'm his kid. Hello, and today we have back on the program Sebastian, here to talk about another Bible passage. You ready for this, buddy? Yeah. Okay. What are we talking about today? The feeding of the 5,000. Okay. It's also called in my Bible, it says multiplication of loaves is what it's called. Now, I've read that this story, the feeding of the 5,000, is the only miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels other than the resurrection. What? So that means it must be pretty important, right? Uh, there, there was some miracles done. Yeah, there's lots of miracles, and there's lots of them that are recorded multiple times in the Bible. But this is the only one that's in all four Gospels other than the resurrection. So like when Jesus heals the lepers, that's not in all four Gospels. Or when Peter walks on water, that's not in all four Gospels. Okay? How is this in all four Gospels? Because all four Gospels told the story. Why? Of the feeding of the 5,000. Why? Well, let's talk about it. What happens in the story? Well, pretty simple. Jesus goes out, people follow him, and then they all get hungry. And then this kid walks up, and he only has five loaves, two fish. Mm-hmm. And I think Peter says, where are we going to go to buy enough food for everybody? Yeah, that was Philip that said that. A, a P word. That's good. Okay, let's take this a little bit at a time. So yeah, everybody comes to hear from Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And there's 5,000 people there. First of all, we're going to look at John chapter 6. This is my favorite version of the story for one specific reason that we'll get to in a little bit. But like I said, it's in all four Gospels, but I like John chapter 6. So everybody's gathered. They're here to hear Jesus. Jesus is speaking. And I'm not sure what they were expecting because they ran out of food. So I don't know if they thought it was just going to be an hour-long service and they were going to be home in time for lunch. Or if they thought, hey, there's a, I hear there's a bunch of fishermen out there, so there's probably going to be plenty of food to eat. It'll be like a Knights of Columbus fish fry, you know. <laughs> but whatever happened, they ran out of food. And they start getting hungry. So the disciples come to Jesus and said, hey, we need to send these people home because they're hungry. But Jesus says, now let's feed them. Well, how are we going to feed them? Right? They say, it'd be so expensive for us to be able to feed all these people. We could never afford that. And so Jesus says, well, why don't you go out there and see what you can find? And, and a kid comes up. <laughs> well, first of all, like, how much food are we going to find from a bunch of people that are hungry? You know, if they had a bunch of extra food laying around, then they wouldn't be hungry. So it says they went out and asked, and they found a boy who had five loaves of bread, two and fish. Two yeah. And so the reason I like John 6 is because it said it was a boy. None of the other versions of the story say who it was, just that they had some, some fish and some bread from somebody. But in John chapter 6, verse 9, it says, There's a small boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what good are these for so many? And I have to imagine, whenever they go out asking for food, that... Everybody was like, yeah, I, I, I don't have enough food to feed 5,000 people. 
And this kid was like, hey, you need some food? I got some food. Here, I've got five pieces of bread and two fish. I kind of wondered what it was like for the people around him. Did they think he was crazy? Did they think he was foolish? Did they think, oh, this kid doesn't know what he's doing? They're trying to feed 5,000 people. What good is that going to do? But what does the kid do? Gives it to Jesus. He hears that Jesus wants what they have. And he's like, yeah, this might not seem like enough. It might not seem like this is going to help the situation here. But Jesus is asking for what I have. This is what I have. Here, take it. So he gives what doesn't seem like a significant amount. Doesn't seem like it's going to help the situation. But he gives everything that he has. And so then what does Jesus do with it? Turns it into 5,000. Well, before he hands it out to the people, he does four specific things that I think might sound familiar. So I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 14, their version of this, because it's it's slightly different what Jesus says. They, they skip a few of the details in John. But in Matthew, it says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. Saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body. I have given up for you. Okay, so where do you hear that? The Last Supper. Right. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So the part that you finished isn't actually in this story. That's in The Last Supper. Okay. But the taking, blessing, breaking, and giving is part of The Last Supper, and it's part of this. Okay? So if you look at John chapter 6 as a whole, and maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about The Last Supper and tie these two together a little bit. But John chapter 6 starts with the multiplication of the bread, and it ends with one of the best descriptions of our Catholic Mass, of the Eucharist, of the transubstantiation. All these things we'll maybe get into next week. But he takes the five loaves. Yeah. Right? He takes. Yeah. He blesses. Yeah. He breaks. Yeah. And he gives. Yeah. So I'm going to repeat what it says in Matthew chapter 14, verse 19. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. Here's the deal, Sebastian. We have gifts that God has given us, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might not seem like very much especially if we compare ourselves to other people, we might look at ourselves and say, you know what? How am I supposed to do anything great and amazing in this world with the gifts that I have? But if we take what God gave us and we give it back to him, he will take it. He will bless it. So when we give our gifts to God, he takes it, he blesses it. And then he can break us. Not in a, a hurtful way, but sometimes breaking us of our pride or of our feelings of inadequacy. If we think, oh, I'm not good enough, God can break us from that. If we have bad habits that are keeping us from being successful, he can break us of that. If we have doubts, he can break us of that. He can break us from sin. So he can take us, he can bless us in our efforts. He can break us from whatever's holding us back and he can give us out to the crowds, give us out to the world. And if our gifts and talents that God gave us 
are like the bread and the fish that the boy gave, then what happens? What happened to the bread and the fish? He broke it and then it turned into fat. It fed 5,000 people, right? Not only that, but what happened afterwards? They had 12 extra baskets full. Whatever it is, it was more than enough to feed the people because there were leftovers, right? Yeah. So if we give everything back to God, if we take our lives, our gifts, our talents, our donations, our donation, our money that we get, and we can give that back to God, then he can take it, bless it, break, give what we've been given and give that out to the world. And it becomes not only enough to do something great, to have a big impact on the world, but it's more than enough. So what seems to us like not enough, what might seem to other people to be not enough, is not only enough once it's given to God, it's more than enough. So I also like that in John 6, it said it was a boy, meaning we're never too young to give our gifts back to God, right? You don't have to wait to be an adult. You don't have to wait to own your own house. You yes, don't have you to... have to. No. You have to wait to be an adult, though. To give your gifts to God? Oh. Do you think that you can serve God as a kid? Yes. Yes. Of course, you're never too young and you're never too old to respond to God's call, to serve, to love, to share, to be generous. To invite. To invite what? People. People to what? To God. Sure. I like it. So don't be discouraged just because you're young. Don't be discouraged just because you think I don't have what it takes because God has given you everything that you need to be the person he created you to be. Aww. What do you want somebody to take away from this? You don't have to be a certain age or a certain height or own amount of stuff hmm. to turn to faith yeah. in God. Whatever God's given you, give it back to God. Trust that he can do amazing things through you. Mm-hmm. And he will. Bigger than you could ever imagine. Bigger than you can even imagine. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Catholicism with my kid. I'm Kyle Hyman. And I'm Sebastian Hyman. Any words of wisdom? Love God and love other people. Amen. Amen. That was perfect.